Hello and happy new year, Shellheads. Uh, I am Sergio. Uh, I am the host of the Shellheads podcast. I'm here with your other host, Jeff. It's 2022, Jeff. It's it's so weird. We It's the sequel to 2020. I hope not, because at this point, sequels are just kind of, you know, I'm over it. <laughs> That's the only kind of sequels that I'm over. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so it's, it's happy new year. Uh, we're, we're here again to talk about Ninja Turtles. Uh, how was, how was your holiday break? We kind of had a holiday break. How, how was it? It was really good. Um, got to visit with family. Um, and that's always a, a great thing for us. Um, we had a, a, a pretty good, uh, holiday. Uh, how about yourself? It was good. Um, we, had, I had to drive around the universe a few times, but it was fine. Really? Fine. Oh yeah, I had to go to the coast. Had to drive all around town. Had a lot of last minute shopping to do because I'm very very bad at buying stuff in advance. The the only thing that I'm really good at buying in advance is is like dirty Santa presents. Yeah, like dirty Santa stuff. Like I'll see stuff in a store and I'll be like that's a perfect dirty Santa present and I'll buy it in like March and stick it in a closet. But when it comes to buying stuff for people, real real bad at it. Hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, um, but it's fine. I had a good, I, I had a good holiday. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that it's New Year. I'm glad that it's finally cold. Uh, I'm glad that we got that massive Christmas special out, out of the way, so we can get back to regular episodes. Because yeah. that was a great fun episode to do, but it, it there was a lot of back end work on it. So right. I, I hope everyone, I hope everyone enjoyed it. I hope so as well. Uh, to kick off 2022. Uh, we have episode 80. We've made it to episode 80. That's surreal. Yeah, yeah, which which means that uh, we're doing a character spotlight. We will get to that character soon enough. But Jeff, as always, what is our first segment? It's time to see what's in Sergio's box. That's right. Uh, I... <laughs> Even though I was buying stuff for everyone else, I still found time to find a few to, to get a few things myself uh, that are that's Ninja Turtles related. Uh, and I'm going to start off with something I've been looking for for quite a while, something that j- you just can't find on the Internet anywhere. Uh, and uh, we talked about it a few months back uh, or several months back at this point. Uh, Ninja Turtles magazine. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So so. Last we last we left off, um, I had two issues left to get. Well, uh, over the holiday, I was able to find on eBay one of those two issues. Uh, what I was missing was September or summer of 1993, uh, and I was able to get that in a lot on eBay. Uh, it's not in great shape, but it does include the the pullout poster in the middle, so that's good enough for me. Yeah, I mean, you can always look for another one. True, true, but I like I just want them in hand, you yeah. know. Uh, the only, the only Ninja Turtles magazine that I am missing now is Fall of 1992. Oh wow! Yeah, and there's literally none of them on eBay. None of them on any sites. Like when you Google Fall of of 1992, it's hard to find a picture of it. Like, it exists, it's out there, I just have to track one down and get it. 
if I've learned anything about how the internet works, it's when you want to find something at an exact moment on whether it be eBay or whatever, nothing. <laughs> Give it a couple of weeks, boom. You know. Yep. yep. So it's just it's just a matter of time, my friend. Yes, and and finally that 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 collector's book will be closed and I can move on to something else dumb to, you know, spend money on. Yeah. Speaking of dumb stuff that I spend money on. Uh, so do you recall when they announced the secret of the ooze pop figures? Do you recall that they announced, of course, all the four turtles, Razar, Toka, Super Shredder, and that they also announced that there would be a Funko.com exclusive version of Super Shredder? I don't remember that per se. Well, they did, and it exists. Uh, it's, oh. base, it's basically the same figure, uh, except he glows in the dark, and he's holding a canister of ooze. Oh, that's pretty dope. Yeah, it's cool. It's 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 real cool. Uh, I got it off. I, I got it for basically retail price on eBay, which is cool. Like I was expecting to pay like thirty bucks, but I got it for like I think twelve. That's plus fantastic. shipping. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it, it came with like a protector case and everything. Treating treating it like it's a like a nice rare collectible that it, I don't think it is. I mean, hey, but that's that's pretty freaking boss. Makes me happy. Uh, and we'll have more news on Super Shredders uh, when we get into news, uh, because both NECA and Funko are just going crazy when it comes to Super Shredders. Yeah. Which which tells me the figures sell. Or oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt, yeah. Uh, the last thing that I got, um, I don't know if there's a great way to set up the lighting for this. I'm I'm actually going to show you show you them because it's it's hard to describe. So my brother, you you may have met my brother, uh, but he of course knows that I'm a huge Ninja Turtles nut and over the past like year and a half, he's been fooling around with a 3D printer. Okay. He he got one and he he's just finding different, you know, things online to print and and he stumbled across someone who had designed four mini statues or mini what would they be called if they're plastic figurines i guess yeah figurines uh, mm-hmm. of the turtles that are made to be 3d printed like as one huge one like solid piece right and he printed all four of the turtles and he gave them to me for christmas Oh, cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. So so let me turn on this camera. Uh, li- listeners, unfortunately, you won't be able to see this. Can you see me? Yes. Okay. Oh, that's pretty freaking dope. It looks yeah. like a, it looks like a um, PlayStation 1 blocky polygon. Yeah, turn. it's it's like it's 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 almost like polygonal. I freaking dig it. Yeah, and he he did all four of them. And and for the listeners, I know you can't see this because this is an audio podcast. Uh, but I am gonna take some some pictures of it, pictures of them, and uh, put them on uh, Instagram. 
and like you, you know how things look when they're uh, 3D printed, and you can yeah. see like a little. I don't know if you can see that in here. Yeah, yeah. The like little lines where the filament has to be like melted and put in place. Yeah. So if you look closely, it's obvious these things are 3D printed, but they're designed really well. Like they're designed to be able to be printed in one go. Like he he, he didn't have to print the brown stuff and then glue it, or you know, it's it's all just printed in one in one go and then painted afterwards. I love it. And the base basically looks like half of a turtle shell. Yeah. Yeah, the base is cool. Yeah. When I opened it, my eyes got huge cuz I was like I'm I am i am pretty familiar with every piece of Ninja Turtles, you know, toys and crap out that's out there. Yeah. These I've never seen before and there was a reason. It's because they have to be physically made by a 3D printer. So it's real real cool. Those are really, really cool, man. I, I dig those a lot. Yeah. So. So that's it. That's 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 what's in Sergio's box. Nice. Yeah. Did, uh, did you have anything this week? Uh, not turtle related other stuff, but just not turtle things. Uh, actually, no. There there is something that I want to talk to you about. Um, okay. That I know you got because I got it as well. Um. Picked up at Offbeat. The Last Ronin, like... The Style Guide? Yeah, The Last Ronin Style Guide. Yeah. Or Design Archive, or whatever the, whatever it's called. Right. So, I got it, and I flipped through it, and... Let's just say I'm pretty disappointed. I have not looked through mine. Let, let, let me, stuff, let me tell gonna... you why I'm disappointed. It's... Well, the book's not finished, right? Well, yeah, yeah. It's like the book's not finished, and on on the surface, this this you know design archive or whatever they're calling it, it it's exactly what they're advertising it to be. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's you know worth the money, or if you're if you really want to see Kevin Eastman's layouts and, and and character designs this book is absolutely for you there's a lot of really cool notes in it uh, about uh, the last ronin and all of the characters that were created for the book uh, my issue with it is the last ronin as a story was pitched to fans as like the last thing that kevin eastman and peter laird worked on together yeah or you know something that has been sitting on the shelf in a you know in a in a warehouse for 30 years and they're pulling it out and just finishing it. Mm-hmm. And the more and more they release store, like the, 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 the actual issues and supplemental material and everything, the more it's obvious that they're stretching that pretty far. Peter Laird did not do any work on this five issues miniseries. Really? No, he didn't do any actual work. Like, he does get story credit for thinking of the idea and plotting out, you know, the story basics back in the, you know, nineties or whenever it was done. Mm-hmm. But he, you would have to show me some hard proof that he did any work, any new work on the last Ronin. That's very disappointing. Like if it, that is in fact the case, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I, I mean, I, okay, let's look at it from this point. He sells, he sells the property. He's burnt the freak out. I get it. 
you've only got so many irons in the fire. And when you <laughs> you have no more chestnuts to give, you know, yeah, that's it. I mean, when when that that creative inkwell runs dry, you know, but I would imagine over, you know, however many years that, you know, there would be something left of like, let's bounce ideas off and, you know, whatever. But I don't know. Maybe he just doesn't, you know, have that magic anymore. You know, I hate to say that, but you yeah, know what I, mean. I I wouldn't even say he it's the, it's not that he doesn't have the magic. He just doesn't want to. Yeah. You know, like he's still probably capable of writing, you know, fantastic turtle stories. He just doesn't want to. And this is more on IDW, but, you know, they are constantly tagging his name on this and flipping through this style guide or whatever this book is. His fingerprints are nowhere on this. No There's artwork, no anything. nothing. It's all Eastman, which is great. Like, you know, this isn't the first time. IDW has done an Eastman uh, like let's look behind the scenes book and they're always really cool. His sketches always look really great, but for a book that was pitched as one thing, you would expect to see that thing (laughs) at least a little in the, in the style guide or in, in, in the, the design archive. Mm. So, so so I, I guess that's why, why I'm disappointed. Like, that that's not me condemning the last Ronin as a story. Like this, the story has been pretty good so far. Uh, it's still got one more book scheduled to come out next month. Uh, I, I just feel like we were sold a bill of goods that isn't quite what it seems it is. I can, I can see that. Yeah. Unless I'm wrong. Like I could be completely wrong, but all evidence points to me being right. Yeah. Um, that's it. So so I guess we can add that to what's in Sergio's box, because I did pick that up this week. Um, yeah, what's in Sergio's soapbox? Uh-huh! <laughs> That's staying in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's move on to our next segment, Jeff. And now it's time for the news! Wow. You're adding a syllable to every single word now. I love it. I am. Uh, we don't like we have, I, I guess, a lot of news. It's not really a lot of news. It's kind of little news bites, I guess. See, this is the way it works. We get some little chunks and pieces here and there one week. And then the next the next time we record to be like, hey, we have like 25 news things. <laughs> right, right. And well, I, I'm, I know putting I'm putting that out there. That you're you're not wrong. That like in a month we'll have, you know, fifteen news topics. But I, t- to be honest, we have more news than I expected to have on the fourth of January. Yeah. Because you know the world shuts down from what December twentieth to January first. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm gonna let you take the first one. Uh, for all you streamers out there who don't literally already own all four original films on VHS, DVD, Blu-ray. Laserdisc. (laughs) Laserdisc. There you go. Uh, Betamax? No, that was long gone. Um, uh, 
movies one through four are hitting Netflix, and you shall be able to stream them very soon. No, I, th- I think very soon is now. Well, okay then. I don't have the Netflix, but you know, okay. And 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 I'm gonna leave that in too, because our our listeners their their jaws are going to hit the floor. No. To learn that that Jeff doesn't have a Netflix. I've got crappy internet, so it's kind of pointless at, at this moment. Um, as most of you, or if not all of you, well know by now, I'm a physical media guru. I have been for a very very long time, and I still purchase all of my movies and games physically. So something like I like to like to as I was it's funny that we talk about that because I was going through um, a a collection and I was trying to find a certain film and I was like well I got a three pack of the of the (laughs) turtles one through three I've got one two and three individually because I couldn't find I didn't know they had multiple packs and then of course on my shelf I have one through four all in one (laughs) box so yeah. yeah 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 it's just again you're 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 a grown you're a grown person without a netflix account or not even like do you, do you at least borrow someone's netflix password when you need to watch something i don't because i just go to my buddy's house um <laughs> and we have a movie night or you know pizza or burgers or whatever's involved and we'll just whatever again it's just we have crappy internet so it's kind of pointless for me to have that um, at this time. All right, all right. I'm not opposed to it because uh, when that, when the, some Stranger Things hits, it's time. <laughs> well, uh, it's the, like the the Turtles movies being on Netflix is kind of a big deal, and 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 that kind of uh, you know I'm kind of alluding to what I said before is everyone has a Netflix. Whether they're using their own or they're using someone else's, uh, these four movies being at everyone's fingertips at all times—that's that's good. That's a that's a fantastic thing for the turtles. Yeah. Uh, as as it stands, uh, I, I I just logged on to Netflix on on my my browser here, and let's see, there's yeah, TMNT is there, T, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The original movie is what it's is, is how it's labeled. Right. And, and then there's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the U's. That one's labeled properly. And the third one is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, Turtles in Time. Yeah, because they rebranded it. Which it's not that's not a dumb move. No. It's just it's it's odd because it, it was never that as a kid. Uh, and then there's a placeholder for the rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Oh, we need that. That will will be here soon enough. Uh, while I'm in here, I'll sit. I'll hit the remind me button for when that pops up. Um, so yeah, on Netflix now, all the Turtles movies, fantastic. Uh, what else we got, Jeff? Um, there uh, have been some. We all know that NECA's got a big year this year planned for the Turtles figure line. Uh, nothing. I don't have anything really specific. Um, just that there's some really big stuff coming. So, yeah. I mean, we kind of already knew that because it's like literally the most popular toy line on the planet right now <laughs> uh, for collectors. Um, yeah. Old school fans. 
I saw, uh-huh. um, let's see, I, 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 I saw on a few, like, publications were releasing their top ten action figures of the year. Mm-hmm. And both the Pizza Monster and um, Chrome Dome were, were kind of all over the place on those lists. Dude, like, I can get behind that because I, I don't have the Pizza Monsters, but I do have Chrome Dome thanks to you. And that thing is so beautiful. And that's a beefy baby. Yeah. Like, next to Metalhead, that's my favorite. Um, you know, I, I can't go all in, but I got to pick and choose. And then I, I, I think I've chosen pretty wisely <laughs> um, with uh, that. Did we talk about the, the reaction wave four figures? I don't think we did. No. Uh, you sent me the, yeah, the link to, 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 the, to that on Twitter uh, about, about a few weeks ago now. But it looks like we're getting some fan favorites in the reaction series. Mm-hmm. Uh, Slash, Mutagen Man, Mondo Gecko, and Ray Filet slash Man Ray. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, of course, I, I don't collect these because they're they're a bit bit expensive for what they are. But a, as usual, the card art on these is really gnarly. It's gorgeous. If they make a metalhead one, I'm getting it. Oh, it's coming. It, you know it's coming. Like yeah. if if they're if they're going down this route, uh, and and hitting all of these these early uh, playmates toys, like they'll get there. Yeah. Um. My only concern, <laughs> I don't know why I'm saying this is a concern, but like the reaction figures have a distinct shape and look to them. Mm-hmm. Some of these kind of break away from that shape and look a bit more than you would expect. Right. But again, I I don't actually care. It's just interesting that like like if you were to pull this slash out and just show it to me mm-hmm. without the card or you know with, you know without opening it or anything, it just here is the the figure. It would probably take me a while to guess that it was a reaction figure. Yeah. Same thing with Mondo. So, hmm. There's that news. Um, you want to jump over to some some sad news? Yeah, we don't like to really talk about sad news, but uh, you know, it, it, it happens from time to time. Right. Um, Ernie Reyes Jr., uh, aka Kino from Secret of the U's, um, recently had a kidney transplant, um, and he's doing he's recovering well, but he needs support. Um, and uh, there is a fundraiser um, by Destiny Rays. I'm, I'm assuming that's his wife um, uh, for GoFundMe, uh, and we'll post that link in the in the show notes. Um, anything you can give to uh, help our boy, uh, you know, get back on his feet. Uh, in more sad news, uh, we lost toy designer Mark Taylor. Um, he worked on Masters of the Universe uh, toy line and also on the original Ninja Turtles toy line. Um, mm. and, and another honorable mention, Derek J. Wyatt, who was a character designer on the uh, 2015 Half Shell Heroes Blast of the Past uh, animated short. Um, he also worked on uh, the original Teen Titans animated series, Ben 10. Uh, Transformers animated, just 
huge, huge um, loss uh, for both of them. Hmm. That like that that sucks. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess ed- editorial correction: Destiny Reyes is uh, Ernie Reyes's sister. Oh. Ooh. But there was no way for us to know without looking it up. So I looked it up. That's true. Um, I guess re- rest in peace, those that we have lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm not I'm not very good with that kind of stuff. So that that's that's why I let you take those 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 types of stories. Yeah. Um, we have other news that I guess would be categorized as sad. Um, so more IDW, sad news. IDW has, you know, it's been going for like 130 issues or something like that. Then, and that's not even counting the spinoffs. Uh, and throughout that run, there has been one constant. You know, they, they, they swap out artists, they swap out writers here and there. But the one constant who has kind of been the glue that holds everything together has been Bobby Carno. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the in in the uh, Ninja notes of the most recent issue, uh, he announced that he is leaving IDW oh. uh, in the coming weeks. Um, the last book that he is going to be credited on is The Last Ronin, book five. Uh, and he's he, he, basically he said, I've been doing this job for 12 years. Uh, I love it. And I, I, you know, I've grown from it. And, you know, IDW has been nothing but great to me. But it's time to move on to something else, which which tells it. me he's 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 got something in the hopper, you know. Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't it, it doesn't it's not like he's being pushed out or anything like that. This is this is a voluntary, you know, I, I got other stuff to do. Right. Um. Uh, I don't think any announcements have been made as to who's going to replace him or if he's going to be replaced or anything like that. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. It is sad, um, you know, when that when when this uh, happens. But you know, it does it does happen from time to time. You know, there are very few people that just stick with it. You know, all the way through. But we wish him all the best uh, yeah. in his yeah. future endeavors. And thank you for your contributions to one of the greatest Ninja Turtles books ever. Yes, yeah, very much. One one thing I'm really gonna miss is uh, on the Technodrome forums, uh, probably the the oldest home for turtle discussion on mm-hmm. the internet. Uh, he actually opened a thread in the, the 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 comics section that is ask a turtle's editor. Yeah, and you could submit your ninja notes questions there, or you could just straight up ask him questions about the IDW run and he would do his best to answer them without spoiling anything. So that's pretty freaking cool. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he'd pop in there, of, you know, once every few weeks. So he was, he was a pretty, pretty regular contributor. I dig it. I dig it. Yeah. Um, let's see. I think we have one more, do one more piece of news. Uh, Funko pop. It's a Funko pop. Yeah. Yes. As I, so, so as I said before, more more super shredder Funko Pop news. Uh, a few episodes ago, I think two episodes ago at at, at this point, uh, we were talking about the art series Ninja Turtles pops, right? 
and we were talking about how Target was announcing every Friday a new Funko Pop in that series. They went through all four of the Turtles. They did uh, Splinter, and they had they were teasing a Super Shredder. It was you could see the silhouette on the website, and I was like, oh well, next Friday they'll announce the Super Shredder. No big deal. Well, the Super Shredder that they announced was not in the art series. Uh, it was a it, it was one of those that they bundled with a T-shirt. And let me get the actual details on this. Uh, so, yeah, they're they're bundling it with a T-shirt. And it's all black, like all black or is, well, is, would you say that's a gray? Yeah. Yeah. Like um, like an asphalt, like a gunmetal gray. Yeah. <laughs> or that. That'll work, too. Yeah, they're, they're calling it the Diamond Collection. I, I've, I've never seen a Diamond Collection pop, but I'm sure there's a few out there. Um, only at Target, so it's a Target exclusive. And it comes with a Super Shredder uh, t-shirt. I don't know if I like the design of the t-shirt, but I'm not here for the shirt. I'm here for the figure. Right. And uh, so that, that that should be out, I guess, any, any day now. Like, I tried pre-ordering it, and it sold out immediately Oof. well as much as you frequent target i'm sure you'll find it <laughs> yeah I was, I was i was there earlier today so yeah um i'm pretty sure like yeah as of right now pre-orders are sold out yep. on on the, the the target website of all sizes of the t-shirt like it's so frustrating. So frustrating. It's fine. It's fine. I'll get it. I'll get it. It's it's all bots. It's not people. Eh, well, I, I had no trouble pre-ordering the other ones. I guess that just tells you how much people hate those art design turtles. Yeah, I guess so. That even bots don't want them. Yeah. I mean, uh, you, you should be noted that this. What's that? You didn't have to get them. I. Yes, I do. Yes, I. Yes, <laughs> I. Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it should be noted that this super shredder is not holding a canister of ooze. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that I think that does it for news. Uh, well, no, there was one thing you wanted to talk about. Oh, th- that's right. So yeah, so while I was shopping for Christmas, I, I, I you know, I b- bopped on into uh the the Best Buy, uh. And in in our local Best Buy here in Mississippi, uh, they currently have the Turtles in Time arcade one up machine, you know, and I own the, you know, the first release that has Turtles in Time and the the, you know, the original arcade game in it. Mm. So I don't necessarily need this. Uh, This is basically a coat of paint on the machine that I already have. But apparently they built in some multiplayer in this thing, which I guess I just missed that when they announced the, uh, you know, this, this new skin, but, yeah. but yeah, yeah. Like you can totally log online and play other people for free. Like no subscription needed is what the box says. That's crazy. Uh, and, and, and this, this, this package does include both games, uh, the original arcade game, turtles in time, uh, the, the cabinet has coins like 
coin slots on the front. I don't know how detailed the coin slots are, but mine doesn't have coin slots. I got to buy coin slots to like install on the front. And it also comes with both the riser to make it human sized and a stool. I had to buy my stool separate. So like they're just bundling everything they possibly can into this, uh, this box. How much was that beefy baby? I want to say it was like 600. Oof. I, but I, that is probably wrong. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I have no intentions on buying it. Yeah. Unless, you know, unless I can find it for like a hundred bucks. You know, there's, there's always, always have to put an asterisk there. I don't need it. I don't really use the arcade one up one that I have. Yeah. Um, but it's cool that they're, that they do, that they are making like incremental upgrades as they release these things. Right. And if, you know, if you, if you hit up YouTube videos and, and, and like, there's a lot of people talking about arcade one ups, you know, hardware. And, and, and they're basically saying, well, the first generation, here's, here's what this is. And here's how it improved to the second generation and third generation is this and blah, blah, blah. Like there is a thriving community of people who are very excited about all of the changes arcade one up makes to their cabinets uh i I saw a simpsons cabinet at our walmart the other day right and i was like that's cool uh i also saw an nba jam at uh, at our other walmart today Mm -hmm. or not today but last week and i was like that's cool too yep love some nba jam you know uh i I feel like those arcade one up cabinets are our best when they're multiplayer yeah because it does give you a reason to, you know, play it with a with, with a group. Right. But that's all I have for that. It's, it just blew my mind that you could play multiplayer. Yeah, that is kind of crazy. Which I'm assuming they're achieving by wireless, you know, because that's yeah. pretty easy to add. Ah. Well, let's take a quick break, and we'll jump into our character spotlight. Hey. Welcome back. It's time, Jeff. I'm very excited. Uh, we've we've waited 80 episodes to to, to finally talk about uh, the, the the character who you've that we've strapped a beard to in our logo. Who are we character spotlighting this episode? We are talking about my boy Metalhead. Metalhead, the most non-character character in probably all of Ninja Turtles. Hmm, it depends. He's not really a character. Uh, he doesn't really have his own personality. Doesn't he? He's a robot. Robots can have personality. But this one doesn't. Does he? Yeah, he does. And it depends on the iteration. True. True. So uh, you, you're very much on record as saying that Metalhead is one of your favorite characters, if not your favorite. Yes. Uh. Why? <laughs> Sorry, that that sounded very antagonistic. I mean, very on the spot. Yeah, um, tell me why, Jeff. No, I'm just curious. Like, what? I, I well, he's cool, but what, like, why? Why are you so fond of him? Well, I've always, since I was a kid, been obsessed with robots. So anything from GoBots, Transformers, uh, you know, Voltron technically is not a robot. Um. You know, uh, anything that's, you know, robot related. Um, I was very much that kid. And 
when I was at, I think probably it was either Walmart or our local uh, Toys R Us back in the day when the 87 line was thriving, I saw Metalhead on the shelf. And I was like, oh my God, I have got to have this. I think it was our local Walmart. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I was probably there with my dad and he, uh, we got it. And I still have it uh, to this day. Uh, it's in fantastic shape. I even found uh, his, you know, because you could interchange his hands with like different gadgets and stuff. And um, I managed to locate his missing hand. So I was like, yes, I don't know where all his backpack and his accoutrement are. But, uh, you know, that's what the Super 7 release is for. <laughs> and it was really cool because in on on the top of his head you could see his brain which i thought was weird i'm like okay that's not in the cartoon um but if you held it up to the light which a lot of toys had this kind of feature back in the day his his eyes would light up which was really really cool that was cool yeah um but it's always just kind of stuck with me you know i i love turtles and robots and that's just a wonderful combination <laughs> Okay. All right. Okay. You, you have justified yourself. Yeah. I, I guess that that's also why you, you know, you, you were so excited when you saw the Chrome Dome figure because he's also a robot. Oh yeah. We, we, why have we never gotten a Chrome Dome versus Metalhead fight? Oh man. That oh, that'd be a really close fight. Because <laughs> Chrome Dome is like way taller. Yeah. I think the metalhead. Like yeah, I've got to put the figures together. Oh, that would be so, fun. That yeah. that'd make for a good diorama. It would. Yeah. Uh I like I would say that like a, as a kid I remember watching the metalhead episode, but it wasn't one of those that uh, you know, I frequented a lot. It's not I don't think I had it on VHS. Mm-hmm. So, I only caught it when it was on the TV. Yeah. And the the original figure is what stands out like that that is metalhead yeah um and you know, it, the, the the simple explanation is he's a robot turtle mm-hmm. you, you don't really need any more explanation uh, when when you're buying the figure he's no. he's a robot turtle um uh, and and what's what's crazy is like i would i'd be confident in saying that that figure is probably 75% of everyone's nostalgia for that character. Oh, definitely. Uh, w- without a doubt, because prior to say the year 2005 or prior to the year 2010, metal had only appeared in like one episode. Yeah. But he was also in turtles in time too, which is ingrained into a lot of people's memory as well. True. True. So, so there was, one video game was it, yeah one video game appearance and one episode yeah never and, made any sense to me it was, and, and there was a, a lot of those villains were one off i know i know but you know. metalhead carries this this nostalgia that other characters don't you know mm-hmm. like there's not this crazy nostalgia for chrome dome or uh, or even Muckman. Like, Muck, people remember Muckman, but they don't remember Muckman like they remember Metalhead. Yeah. So, it's it's very odd that 
he he hasn't made more appearances throughout the years. Like he was never in the comics. Uh, he wasn't in the Archie comics. He like he wasn't in Mirage. He wasn't in Archie. He wasn't in any of the the the, the image stuff. Uh, he didn't appear in the comics until IDW. But we'll we'll get to that in a bit. Mm. Uh, his his main two appearances were in the original cartoon in one episode and the 2012 Nickelodeon show. Mm. He was a had a had a bigger role in that show. Oh yeah. Um, but everything in between that is nothing. And I, I would assume a lot of that has to do with Peter Laird owning the Turtles for that for that period of time. I don't think he liked Metalhead. See, I I don't know. Like, I don't know if he liked robots or not. I mean, you know, it's like that's, a lot of people like robots. You know, that's like. <laughs> the number one toy seller, you know, like that's always huge, especially in Japan. Well, he he clearly he had to have liked robots at least a little, like because the future toy's a robot. True, true, true. You know, and and even even late into uh, volume four, th- th- there's a whole story arc where Donatello is shrunk down and he's in a turtle. He's in a robot turtle like a mech. Mm-hmm. But we're not even close to getting to you know to, to that. But at no point is Metalhead introduced in any of these these Mirage comics, yeah. or Two K Three. Yeah, it was very much a product of the eighty seven cartoon. Yeah, and let's let's talk about that version of him because e- each version is a little different. Uh, what what would you say are the key characteristics of the Metalhead from the original cartoon? Very much like a Terminator turtle. Like, he has one mission. Kill the turtles. Yep. Yep. And and, and that's where him and Chrome Dome are kind of similar. Because mm-hmm. aren't, aren't both of those made by Sh- Shredder and the Krang? I believe so. It's been a really long time since I've seen the, um, the Chrome Dome episode. So, yeah, yeah. Both Metalhead and and Chrome Dome were built by the Shredder and or Krang, you know, built by the bad guys. And Metalhead was reprogrammed by the Turtles in the episode to be a good guy. Yeah, or they're made. Butler, (laughs) you know, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, Butler made. And that's the only episode we see him in. Yeah. Which is kind of a bummer. It's a big bummer. Because it's like, if you're going to have these reoccurring villains, you know, instead of, like, wearing out just Shredder and Krang every week, you know, it, heck, they could have built an army of metalheads, you know, at least four of them. They could have gone on a, a, you know, a rampage of the city. That would have been a great Red Sky season uh, episode and just have them just nearly destroy the city. That could have been, like, a two or three part, maybe a four part arc. Ooh, there you go, people. Make it happen. <laughs> like the, the the thing though is, the, what what made Metalhead different from like your standard foot soldier is, of course, he was shaped like a turtle, but also like the Bebop and Rocksteady had to go to the surface and and steal the turtles' like abilities. Yeah. To program him, so I I, I don't know if making an entire army of that 
is is as feasible. I don't know. That could have been cool. But no, you're you're not wrong. Um, so hmm. Uh, let's see. Jumping forward to the other major version of of, of Metalhead, uh, the 2012 Nickelodeon television show. This one is kind of the opposite. Yeah. So, how would you describe this one? He's very much their ally. He's technically the fifth turtle. <laughs> you know, uh, Donatello's up late, you know, playing a lot of video games. It's like, oh, I can just make a turtle out of, uh, they made him out of Utron parts. Yes. Yeah. Or their exoskeleton uh, parts, I should say. Not an actual Utron. Yeah, that. <laughs> this is very uncomfortable for crying. <laughs> yeah, and, and like the 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 thing of like the the reason Donatello built him is because Donatello was tired of going into battle with a stick every time. Yeah, which is like that's you know that's a, that's a pretty decent conceit for an episode, you know, or for for a creation. Mm-hmm. So so there's that. Um, but I, I guess the key part there is he was created by Donatello. Mm-hmm. And then halfway through the episode, malfunctions and attacks the turtles. Yeah. So it, it's it's literally the opposite of his original origin. Uh, he, if I remember correctly, he comes back a few times in the 2012 cartoon. Mm-hmm. Um, but at no point is he a character. No. Uh, which is which is kind of disappointing. It is. I think it would have been cool, you know, had if, if he had become sentient. And uh, I think that would have been a really, really fun, uh, you know, dive into that character. Maybe future, maybe future iterations will, you know, give him a personality or something. Yeah, and and you know what? Uh, let's go ahead and just get to the the one the one that I really want to talk about. And somehow it always in on these spotlights, it always ends up being the IDW version. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I'm we're I'm about to spoil some stuff for you, Jeff. I'm sorry. Well, I kind of already know a little bit. Um. Which so. Is fine. Well, yeah, it's already kind of been spoiled, and we, we, to do the character justice, we kind of have to talk about this, because it's one of the most fascinating arcs in the IDW run, mm-hmm. uh, and that is the death of Donatello and all of the the fallout following it, because Donatello dies but doesn't die. You know, he's like he slips deep into a coma. His 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 shell is cracked uh, and Harold and the Fugitoid transfer his consciousness into the body of Metalhead. So Donatello is Metalhead for a whole arc Mm -hmm. in, in, in true comic book fashion. Right. At the end of the arc, once his body is healed, he returns to his, you know, his his regular turtle body, you know, and, and, uh, they actually made some synthetic repairs to his shell. But like the, the fascinating part of this is while he's in Metalhead's body, he actually talks about how he's never been smarter. Like he, he has the, the computational power of a machine at his finger fingertips 
and it, it like he's not sure how he's doing it. He's just doing it, and it's blowing his mind. That's pretty freaking cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, uh, you know, Donatello is kind of dealing with an existential crisis for most of the series in, uh, in trying to understand the difference between science and faith. And this, his adventure inside of Metalhead is informative, very informative for him. And then, like, a couple years after that arc, uh, th- they dive even deeper into it uh, in the the side book Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles universe, which I don't even know if you knew it existed. Mm-hmm. Uh, for, a, for a while, instead of doing miniseries, they just did a straight up, like, companion book for the IDW series called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Universe. Uh, and it was just stories, like supplemental stories, to, you know, to flesh out what's happening in the main book. In, I don't know what numbers, I think it's like like the middle of the series, there's a two-issue run in there where Metalhead comes back. Like, at, at some point he was reassembled after exploding uh, during the fight with Shredder. And he's reassembled, and he still has a copy of Donatello's consciousness in him. Ooh. And so Metalhead is going through a different existential crisis, trying to figure out who's the real Donnie. Like, I'm the superior Donnie. I'm smarter. You know, I'm, I'm constantly improving myself because I have all of this technology built into me. But Donatello gets credit for being Donatello. Like the you know the the one with a body because he's not synthetic, mm-hmm. and it turns him into a bad guy. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, like like he 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 he's very resentful of the fact that this this happened and he's just left to exist and no one cares. Oh, that's... Uh, and yeah, yeah, and and so. He, he ends up being like this rogue agent that comes in and out of the story when necessary, it, you know, later in the IDW run. It's it's as I said, one of the more fascinating nuggets of a story that they tell during the, you know, the first 100 issues and, or so. I can't wait to read it with you because I'm just scratching the surface like it's it's really, really cool. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm excited to read it. Yeah. Um, as as for the like metalhead himself, uh, he he originally was drawn by Matteo Santaloco, mm-hmm. which we, we we know we know how how much we like his art. Uh, and mm-hmm. what issue was it that he debuted in? Was it like thirty thirty something? Right. Let's see. Because I know we've read it and we read it recently. He was in the issue Misfits, Monsters, and Mad Men Part 2, uh, which was issue 34. Uh, and his origin, again, is distinctly different from the other two Metalhead's origins. Uh, in this one, uh, the scientist Harold, uh, which you know we met in the Donatello micro, uh, and Donatello befriend, be, befriends and becomes like his little science buddy, and they make all kinds of stuff, uh, including the the teleporter. Harold 
is so impressed by like the the defensive structure of the Ninja Turtles that he takes it upon himself to build Metalhead as as like a prototype, mm-hmm. as like almost like a an autonomous battle tank. And Donatello, did, he he, I, he was very concerned. He's like, "Why did you do this?" Like, are you trying to fight us? Like, why? Why? And and Harold's answer was just, you guys are structurally impressive. And I was wondering if I could recreate it. Yeah. And from there, uh, it, it then takes the, 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 the kind of predictable story turn where they have to fight Metalhead because he's malfunctioning. You know, it's, that that's kind of a, a conceit when you have, you know, a, a, a robot character. Hmm. Uh, but if 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 we're talking design, the IDW Mateus Santaloco design is by far my favorite metalhead. It's pretty freaking sweet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you what do you remember about the the IDW metalhead? I know you haven't read the whole series, but what you, of what you've read? Um. Oh gosh, it's been a hot minute. Um. <laughs> I remember really enjoying that because I get to pick, I got to pick the the cover photo uh, before that one. Uh, that was probably one of the most enjoyable reads uh, that I've had. Like he didn't he turn into he was like part battle tank thing. Yep. Um, yep. Just kind of going all crazy, just going ham on all the bad guys. Um, yep. Yep. And if I remember correctly. Was- beautiful oh yeah yeah it's 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 really a santa loco gym is what it is uh if i remember correctly the hit the yes the the day the issue that he debuted in is the issue that angel got the nobody armor Mm -hmm. because she needed it to help fight metalhead yeah yeah so exciting um what what can you tell me about Video games, Jeff. Well, to my knowledge, he's only technically shown up in Turtles in Time. There okay. was before before that there was a Mecha Turtle in the original NES game, mm-hmm. the first game in the series. Although we don't, you know, I guess he technically doesn't count. Maybe, um, but he was kind of like gray and blue, uh, so kind of like you know that very much like kind of a shadowy type figure, which I think would make a great figure in general. I'd like to see that. That would be cool. Um, and he had like later on, he had like missiles and like sword hands and. Gun hands, all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, um, so that maybe the or his origins were kind of like you know there, um, you know before landing, or the inspiration could have come from there, you know, into the uh, the cartoon. Yeah. Um, but uh, it, it's 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 pretty cool. Um, uh. Uh, let's see. The first video game came out in what? 89? Yeah. Yes. 
89 in Japan, 90 here in the United States. Or no, 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 it was 90 in Europe, 89 here in the uh, United States. So the the like the 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 Mecha Turtle that was in that mm-hmm. debuted the same year that Metalhead, the actual character, debuted as well. Yeah, but they were separate. Mm-hmm. Um, there's if, go ahead, go ahead. If, if you count mobile games, Metalhead is in the uh, that terrible mobile game that I played. Yeah, <laughs> but that that doesn't you know I don't I don't think that counts. <laughs> I mean, if he's if he's there. Um, he's also in the um, uh, Rescue Palooza fan game. That's true. That's true. Um, although it's just basically the 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 uh, the same sprite from the uh, Turtles in Time, which I was kind of bummed about because his mobility is kind of limited, and he's kind of too freaking big. Uh, I would have liked to have seen you know one that was like. A sprite, a new, a newly made sprite for just for um, that. And there's also a tournament fighter, like a fan game, and I think he's he might be playable. Maybe, maybe. 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 I'd have to do some um, deep diving on that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there, there was a. There, I, I guess we have to talk about not metalhead stuff now. <laughs> yeah. Like, like we mentioned that there wasn't a metalhead in 2K3, but there was like a metalhead analog that could have been called metalhead, but wasn't. Yeah, Turtlebot. Turtlebot. Like, uh, why not? Why not just call it metalhead? I don't, I don't know. I guess maybe Peter Laird, being a part of it, wanted to distance everything from you know the 80s cartoon as possible. That's that's very possible. Um, but he was kind of in a just a one-off episode, um, uh, and it kind of like the, his appearance was pretty freaking fantastic. Like he scanned the turtles uh, individually and was able to completely replicate their fighting style, which was awesome. <laughs> And he was able to generate their weapons from his hand, which was really, really cool. Um, he was like the the, the all-in-one multi-purpose, you know, killing machine. Um, yeah, yeah. It's one of my favorite episodes of 2K3. Yeah, like what's what's weird is like that's not the first iteration of Turtlebot. Like there was a, there was a turtle bot in a book written by A.C. Farley in Volume One, mm-hmm. uh, called Men of Shadow. It was issued number twenty nine, and says I'm just going to read this from the Turtlepedia. Um, the turtles are apparently skirmishing with a giant turtle robot in the woods of Northampton as Master Splinter looks on. Uh-huh. It sounds like to me this like, like oh that doesn't concern me I'm going to take a nap <laughs> yeah this is basically what that translates to uh this is getting too weird for me I'm not like I don't remember this book well enough to really speak to it yeah but 
so like th- that's let's say March of 1990. So 20 issue 29 was released after the debut of Metalhead. So Metalhead could have been in Mirage, but they chose AC Farley, the writer of this book, chose to do Turtlebot or a robot turtle instead of including Metalhead. Yeah. Just it's it's just interesting. Just I don't, I don't know why. Yeah. Uh, and this version does show up in the games. Wait, what? Of oh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. In in the the two K three based games, yeah. Yeah, battle uh turtle uh turtles two battle nexus and mutant melee. Wow. Like, yeah. Why isn't that metalhead? <laughs> It, uh, it drives me, it drives so me crazy because he looks so good. It bugs me so much. Yeah. And I I love the fact that his, his bandana is all red. Yeah. So that's a nice little it's a nice little nod there. Okay. Okay. I I did a little bit of research real quick. Uh the turtle bot that was in the AC Farley comic uh was built by Donatello as as like a a training simulation, I believe. That sounds about right. Yeah. Okay, so that's cool. Yeah. Uh, the last thing we need to talk about is Metal Head. Not Metal Head. Metal Head. Yeah. So in, in the original Mirage comics uh, continuity, there is a character named Metal Head, uh, but he has nothing to do with the robot Turtle. None whatsoever. None whatsoever. He is a member of the Justice Force. Uh, the like the group of old uh, old superheroes uh, in 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 the Peter Laird written book. Um, what I can't remember what number that is. Um, let's see. It's number fifteen, and he's characterized by having really long hair. That apparently can pierce things, and he can walk. He can use it to walk. He's real short. Uh, he's a cool little guy, uh, and he has been in other versions. Like he was in the two K three cartoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, what are your thoughts on Metal Head? Like two words. Well, I was like confused. I was like, wait, that's not oh, okay. <laughs> um, I mean. It it he's very much a feels like a an homage to to Jack Kirby, like the kind of crazy characters that he would create. Uh huh. Um, because they you know Kirby, like on a lot of comic creators, had you know a huge influence on uh, Kevin Eastman, Peter Laird, um, and rightfully so. Um, so you know I I dig him. That's a very interesting type of superpower. You know, <laughs> imagine he just, you know, how often does he not wash his hair because it could rust? You know, I mean, these are questions I have. I don't know. Like, does does the T-1000 rust? No. That's made out of future future metal. This guy's, like, Metalhead's hair could be future metal. It's definitely science fiction metal. It is true. It could be. Could be. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, uh, and I'm sure we'll talk more about the Justice Force 
it, like eventually when we do a, a character spotlight on the Justice Force, mm-hmm. could be a while. Um, yeah, but it, it's just it's it fascinates me that they created the character of Metalhead. Uh, let's see let's see when that was created. He was it was issue 15, which came out in 88. So they wrote and released this one probably around the time they were assisting with the creation of Metalhead the robot. Mm-hmm. Because, it, you know, that would have been about a year before. So. Hmm. Mm. So odd. Very odd. Yeah. Uh, what are your la- final thoughts on Metalhead? I want I want more. I want to see him featured more in, you know, uh, I'd love to see him in a movie as, you know, one of the, you know, and with a personality, you know, as, as one of the big bad guys that they go up against. And then eventually, you know, they maybe get him to come over to the Turtles team. Um, it's just like a bunch of other characters that we talked about that need 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 the main stage more. Um, he's a wonderful character that just really needs more development and we just need more of, um, more toys, more. Oh, we talk about the, um, the almost action figure that was canceled from Playmates. He was supposed to be a, a transformer, like he was a turtle van and then he would transform into metalhead. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. That's in the, uh, rad plastic book. I believe. So I'm kind of bummed that never got made. So, Hey, NECA, <laughs> they're not going to do that. <laughs> if you want to make a very not $400 <laughs> super seven transformable, um, you know, turtle van that turn on the metal metalhead. I'll, I'll, I'll take that. I, I don't, I can't, I can't think of a single toy company that would be willing to do that. I mean, come on. I'm just saying it's very oh. unlikely. Come on. Well, maybe those, maybe the idea and everything is with, you know, Playmates. But again, if Super 7's making, you know, yeah. basically, you know, souped up versions of Playmates figures. I, I, I would say before we get that, we'd be more likely to get like the Metalhead um, Zord from the Power Rangers. Oh, we forgot to mention that. Yeah. 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 That's... Which, it, it wasn't officially a metalhead but it yeah. was like the turtle zord was based on metalhead right yeah it's really cool yeah uh so i, I would expect that before i i would expect you know a a, a transformer like metalhead yeah i want him playable in a video game okay so yeah hey hey dotum uh shredder's revenge please <laughs> <laughs> that'd be nice that would be, be nice. very nice. Yeah. Um, and you could and like you would be able to select from the different weapons. You could just have him use all the turtles weapons. Yeah. So you would have different play style. Well, I guess it depends on what version of the turtles are talking about. Yeah. I mean, you could you could, you know, merge that into the 80s one. Yeah, that'd be really cool. I like I don't know if I have a want. For more metalhead. Um, as, as, as I kind of started this whole conversation off with, he doesn't have much of a personality in, 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 in most scenarios, you know, and 
to give him a personality, you would have to build a story around it. You, you, you would have to find a way to give him a personality rather than just being a robot that somebody built. Yeah. And the IDW story did a very good job of doing that. And I think there's a lot more, you can get a lot more mileage out of the character if he's a villain. Mm. Because if, if he's an ally, you really have to, it, it would, the onus would be on the writer to explain why he's not just always there. Yeah. Cause it's, it's never explained why, He's just kind of put on a shelf for a while in the 2012 cartoon. Right. But it's fine. Uh, I, I, I'm not going to be a person who's like, oh, don't I don't want any more metalhead. But, you know, I, I'm here for it if they make some more. But I, I think I'm fine with what we have for now. Yeah. You know, I'm not really hungry for anything. Um, so I, I, I guess that does it for us. Indeed. Um, let's see, before, before we shut this down, I'm going to ask you the question I always ask you. Do you know what we're talking about next time? No. Uh, we are going to finally, nope, that's not what we're doing. Sorry. I, I was even Sorry, wrong. children. I, I was even wrong. Um, we're diving into Mirage again. Oh. Um, a f- several several months back uh, actually in february of last year oh no it was it was farther back than that it was in november of 2020 we talked about volume 1 non-canon books right books mm-hmm. that were in the volume 1 run like they have a number that's associated with with volume 1 but they were not written by kevin eastman or peter laird and they were really bizarre books. I, I remember you reading them going, this was the weirdest stuff we've read so far. Yeah. Well, we're going to do another chunk of those. Okay. Uh, and if, if you're, if you want to read along, here's where I tell you what we're reading. Um, it's going to be Mirage volume one, uh, books 29 through 37. It's going to be a total of nine, uh, nine comics all together. And, there, there are some, there are some odd books in there. Mm-hmm. And actually, funny enough, twenty nine is the first. You know that 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 AC Farley book I was referencing earlier. Yeah, that's the first one we're reading. Ooh, well, that's exciting. Yeah, yeah. Um, in and how familiar are you with uh, what what was the name of that miniseries? Um. Is it Turtle Soup? No, Soul's Winter. I'm aware of it. Yeah, so it's a, it's a drastically different take on the turtles that we're going to read through, all three of them next time. Okay. Uh, it's Soul's Winter. It's by, let's see, who wrote Soul's Winter? Script is by Stephen Murphy. Art by M. Zuli? Michael Zuli? Yeah, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, uh, but yeah, the art is by Michael Zuli, and it it looks nothing like any of the other turtle stuff you've ever seen before. So I'm really excited to read that again uh, and talk to talk to you about it because I don't know if you've ever read read it. I've I've not read it, but I remember 
being at a comic shop and kind of flipping through back issues and seeing it, and I was like, what is this? Nope. Yeah. And I was like, nope. Yeah, it's it's real odd. Um, but that's what we're tackling next time. Uh, and to give just kind of a preview of what's to come, uh, since we had a little time here. Uh, after that, we're going to talk about Rise again and Ooh. actually finish out season two. Oh, I'm excited and sad because I want more Rise. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, we, we'll we're going to get that up. movie. Yeah, so. we'll be caught up and ready for the movie when it releases. Uh, after that, uh, another uh, another Jeff-friendly episode. Um, we're going to actually read the Batman team and T crossover. Ooh. Uh, because we've watched the movie, but we haven't actually touched the comics yet. We're going to cover the first two minis, uh, so there's that. Uh, then some more Nickelodeon. we got some IDW coming up, uh, and uh, even some uh, original uh, cartoon. Uh, we're now into the CBS seasons with those, so that's fun. So we got a big year planned. Yeah, good, good, good. Uh, Jeff, some surprises along the way. Sorry. No, always, always. I, I, I like sneaking some surprise episodes in there. Yeah. Uh, well, Jeff, uh, between now and then, where can we find you? As always, Sergio, uh, you can find me at the Warp Zone Arcade, Brennan, Mississippi's premier arcade. We specialize in retro and modern games uh, to play. Uh, we also um, host Super Smash Brothers tournaments um, every Saturday, um, although those are Put on hold for the moment just because of recent events um and we also do retro restoration um i i clean uh cartridge games and clean up old consoles mainly uh you know cartridge based uh, and and do my absolute best to make them like new uh for people to enjoy uh and uh where can we find you sergio uh, typically, here's where I plug Reality Breached. Um, I'm not really going to do that here because we're on a hiatus right now. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, we we do have an episode coming up that I'm going to record with Reed uh, explaining the hiatus and when to expect us back. Uh, but we have – our back catalog is all available on realitybreach.com and any uh, podcast platform that you, you, know, that you use. Uh, our most recent episode was – about Spider-Man No Way Home, and it was about two hours and 45 minutes long. That's a beefy baby about this about the length of the movie itself. Yeah, yeah. it's it, we, we have varied opinions, like surprisingly varied opinions on it. Hmm. Uh, and Jeff, you're on that episode, so. I am. Yeah. So you can check that out. Uh, otherwise, I guess stay tuned for more news on Reality Breached. That'll do it. Episode 80 is in the books. I'm Sergio. <laughs> Tune in next time. I'm Jeff. I'm Sergio. And I'm Jeff. And I'm Sergio. And I'm Jeff. 2022 has us forgetting the outro, apparently. Uh, and we're Shellheads.
Don't miss an episode of the Shellheads podcast. Visit realitybreach.com or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or anywhere you get your podcasts. 